This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Everybody, boys, girls, non-binaries, friends of all ages. Ooh, I like that one. Welcome to the MFG cast. We're continuing the alphabet game. This time we're going to be going with the letter F. Just the letter F? Just the letter F today. F-f-f-f-fun! Whoa, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. No. <laughs> We are maximum fun with gaming. That is true. Fun, 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 fun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the speech. Yes. And see you guys later. Yeah. Goodbye. God, every that's like a theme. I know. Every, every, every time. Week. Yeah. I want to do a quick now playing before we get into the alphabet game. What if I told you no? Um. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and then there is more than <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Cool. I got to play for the first time with uh, old podcast partner Mike Goonies Never Say Die. The Goonies Never Say Die. Do you have to say it like that in mm-hmm. order to tell Never Say Die. Okay. Yes. I feel tell like, us about it. Uh, this is a game, it's kind of almost like a role-playing game in a board game where you're playing through, kind of playing through the movie of the Goonies but you've, your characters have special abilities, and you're not only you're trying to get through obstacles, but you're trying to fight enemies, which is kind of interesting, kind of weird at the same time. Is this a Target exclusive? No. I think we it is. We bought it for him at Target. Yes, but I... And I didn't know if it was Target exclusive. I think it's one of those Target games that... Okay. Prospero Hall and Funko Games okay. has there. But I think that I really like this game. It kind of makes me think of the the older D&D games where you have your characters, you have some special abilities. Like, they have uh, cards that you can use your special abilities for, but then you have, like, um, wishes that you can use to do certain things. So, like, you can use wishes to, like, use them for defense if you're... Going against something, you can use them with your cards because sometimes your cards will have special abilities to play different things. Like I had, I played as Mouth and as Data because it was a two player game, so you have to play with two different characters. Mm-hmm. And they had different things like Data had like six or seven cards, which were cool. And then there were certain things like one of them's like, oh, you can move. Uh, one space over and then stun all the enemies that are in a spot or what was another one? Mm, I can't remember any of the other ones right now for some reason, but 
you could use those as like a one-time thing for the game and then you'd have to get rid of them, but you had your actions. Like you can move and you can interact or you can fight and stuff like that. But it, And everybody has different dice too. So like you've got like, if someone's not really good at what they can do, if it's searching or fighting or whatever, you'd start with a D6. Then if you're a little bit better, then you go up to like a D8. And then if you go up a little, and then if you're a little bit better, then you go up to a D10. Well, you can use those wishes to upgrade dice to another like one step up i think it's like two wishes per or whatever but sometimes you get stuck like if you're fighting an enemy and they have a certain thing that they throw at you they can make you use more wishes and stuff like that one person has to play the dm or the gm the game master throwing stuff at you and kind of telling you the story so that's what mike did as i was playing the goonies but you can have, you know, multiple players and stuff like that and playing different Goonies. And I, I like the interaction. I like the interaction between the Game Master and the players because the not only is the Game Master doing some fun things, kind of show you what's going around, but they can throw cards at you. They can throw enemies at you. You get these, they get the little, like some little tokens that are little skulls and they can put out more stuff to kind of thwart you and get you more involved in it and stuff like that so i it's it's cool that the the game master is not just sitting there like oh, okay well i guess i'm just you just do whatever and, and i'll just let it happen kind of thing yeah i was gonna ask you do you feel like mike playing the role of gm do you think like he didn't feel left out not playing his game so to speak no no, I don't think he did. I think he eventually he would probably want to swap, and yeah. then you know I would be the GM and he'd be the player. But yeah, I feel like he was definitely okay with throwing more stuff at me, yeah, <laughs> and making me frustrated because I was like, well, I can't do anything here, so I'm just gonna. So who won? Uh, I just barely did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because they they even have this thing. It's like a little sand timer. And it's got four pieces of the sand or four parts of the sand. And if they go to the down to the bottom of the the hourglass, then you basically lose and you have to start over. And uh, I don't even think I even got to that part. But, you know, there's certain things that could move that down. Like he's got the GM's got cards that can help move the hourglass. If your characters get knocked out, they can come back. But they that moves the hourglass, too. So there's different ways of like the interactions between GM and the players and stuff like that. So I, I thought it was a good balance. And um, apparently there's more to just playing this than playing the movie. They added some things. They even added something that I think is uh, like a uh, part they cut out of the movie that's like in like one of the special editions or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I really enjoy it. I just feel like Prospero Hall, you just really can't go wrong with... The games that they make so far. So, yeah. Yeah. Really like yeah, it. Yeah, they've been doing a good job. Didn't they do Pan Am? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And we really liked that one when we played it. Yep. yep. Cool. So, yeah. It was fun to get that to the table. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't... It was a couple weeks ago, but we haven't recorded an episode related to board games because you've been releasing episodes for D&D, but... We had a one of my childhood friends over, and we introduced her to role player. But before I talk about that, we had her come down and look at our game space and 
asked her, you know, what kind of game do you want to play? And, you know, is there a certain type you want to play? And, you know, she's fairly, I mean, she was really new to board games. So we had to kind of explain, like, the dice game concept to her. But she was definitely open open to playing anything you know some people will say like oh i i could play whatever you know and then when you bring something out they're like "Eh, i don't think i could really do this one she was really open open to play like what we'd want to teach her so that was cool yeah i think she the one thing she had said was she had recently played Catan, but i think that's it yeah and so i kind of played strengths off of that because i thought well if she had played that she at least has some sort of Modern board game Modern knowledge. board game base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I started, she's looking around because we have a lot of games. And so I said, well, do you like playing with dice? Do you like doing this? Do you want to play something a little bit easier? Do you want to play something thinky? Or do you want to play something thinky? And the first game I had, like I said, we ended up playing role player. I had that on my brain because Kurt and I had played the expansion to role player recently. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, she talked about playing a dice game. And I thought, well, I think that I can introduce her to this game. The rules are fresh in our heads mm-hmm. that we can introduce this game. And yeah. We um, introduced her to this game and... Um, she caught on really fast. Yeah, I think so. I think, too. Yeah. I had a lot of fun, and I feel like when she comes back to visit again, because she lives in Memphis, that we'll be able to basically introduce her to whatever. Yeah, for sure. I don't think we scared her away with the more than an hour of a game yeah. <laughs> play or anything like that. Like That was fun to actually have somebody over that wasn't real heavy into the board game scene that was willing and excited to be able to learn something new. Yeah. Yeah. And even though like, like towards the end when we were counting points, she like forgot the fact that there was like the numbers or whatever. She's like, I could just kind of gave up on that right away or whatever. But like, like some people, I think when they start kind of losing what some of the points of the game are, sometimes they'll get a little like distraught or like down she's totally fine with just oh she didn't care i think she just wanted to hang out and play a game and just you know have some fun and she did and that was cool it was cool oh, to yeah. get that and i think it also is a testament to role players accessibility too like it's not a like game that everybody can play but i think it's definitely a game that you can definitely introduce to people if they're willing and it's one that can easily be learn it could be taught and learned at the same time well and just because she wasn't able to get the points for the attributes right is the attributes she could get points for other things because there's a lot of different components to being able to play that game Mm -hmm. and so she could focus on something else so her whole entire strategy or whatever she was going for or her gameplay wasn't completely hosed because she wasn't able to score 17 and up in her dice total on whatever attribute she had selected. She could line up her colors or she could 
do her um what is that uh cube with the alignment uh, her alignment hello mm-hmm. Li- <laughs> alignment hello <laughs> and things like that so she's able to do other things also so if she was at a loss on some other portion she kind of picked up on the fact that she wasn't completely done for yeah and that's what i like about games like that is that there's multiple strategies to win you don't have to just focus on one yeah and then you don't have that you also don't have that uh handcuff of someone running away with the game too you know so you yeah. can use the car you know you can use cards for end game stuff you can use cards and manipulate dice you know there's lots of different ways to right to do that well and i'm glad we picked this one because at first i was we were setting it all up and i thought ah maybe we shouldn't have picked this one (laughs) you know maybe we shouldn't have picked this one because maybe she won't like it yeah maybe it'll be too long Mm -hmm. you know this that whatever i was thinking all these things and then she turned out to really just dig hanging out with us being able to play it you know we weren't making it too crazy to play with her yeah and explaining things to her and things like that. So it was really nice to be able to mm-hmm. to do that if we want to do it again with her. She's absolutely on board. Yeah. Well, so. and it, it helps. Like, I, I again, I feel like I'm repeating myself from the beginning. But, like, it helps when someone is just just there to have fun. Yep. You know, not, not everybody when they play a game has fun. And not everybody when they're, you know things are going certain ways and stuff like that will have a good time so it's nice when they're you know just laid back enough to you know have fun and enjoy the game and enjoy the company i know i'm gonna rock somebody's world out there but i'm gonna say that not everybody likes games that is true then again we wouldn't have played a game that's true with her that would have been sad she wouldn't have liked games (laughs) that's true so anyway cool that was fun so on to the topic at hand for this episode, which is continuing our series of uh, continuing our series on the alphabet, mm-hmm. and we're on to the letter F. We sure are, as we mentioned at the beginning mm. of this episode, mm-hmm. and I believe we alluded to the game that we were going to be talking about. Maybe in the last episode. Oh yeah, we might have the last time we talked about yes. the alphabet game. But let's let's talk about some games that we actually have with the letter F that aren't that oh, game. Oh yes, that's right. So I'll go through them quick just because I don't like to bog it down. Uh, we've got Fairy Season, Fidelitas, Find Your Seats, Finger Guns at Noon, Flapjack Flipout, Flapjacks and Sasquatches, Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Fluttering Souls, Food Truck Champion, Food Fighters, Forbidden Island, Forbidden Sky, Fort, The Fox in the Forest, and Fresco. Wow, we have a lot of F games. We have a lot of F games. More than I thought we did. <laughs> Especially looking at the list, I was like, holy smokes. I want to talk about some of my favorites for the Fs. Uh, the first one that I saw that just really always kind of comes to my head, and it's a small box game that we got to play at Gen Con the last time we were at Gen Con, which is I think it was 2019, is Fluttering Souls by Good Games Publishing. Wow. Good Games Publishing. Uh, I love this game. It's about butterflies. It's about 
um, capturing certain uh, set sets for your set collection. It's a did I say it was a two player game already? Nope. It's a two player game. It they have different patterns, so you have to play you have to play strategically depending upon what pattern. You also have the this thing called the egg. Is it the egg fly or the egg fly card? Boy, I know I'm saying it wrong. No, I think that's right. So egg, okay. And you use that to block so other people can't grab a spot. Then they have to take that egg fly card instead. And then there's certain ways to like, depending upon whatever sets you have, you, you, you know, whoever has the most points wins. And then it's the best out of five, I think. I think three out of five, I think, if you get that many, then you win. Fun little quick game. A lot of strategy to it. I feel like even though there's not a ton of patterns in the game, like I feel like not any one game plays the same. I feel like there's still a lot of Well, you could do your own patterns too. Yeah, true that. One thing you didn't mention though is the art is really, really pretty. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's all different kinds of butterflies. So there's cards with monarch butterfly and... That's the only one I can think of right now. <laughs> There's one that has like this really cool blue on it. Blue son of a gun. I can't think of it. Blue son of a gun. That's interesting. But they're just, yeah, they're really, really pretty. I believe the the gentleman that um, designed the game is from Australia. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... We got to talk with him at Gen Con and Yeah, there's some swallowtails. Is the swallowtail the blue one? It is not. What's the blue one? The blue one is the blue morpho. Oh, the blue morpho. Yeah. Monarch, swallowtail, the eighty eights that look like they have eighty eights on their wings, or to me it looks like pop can tops. And then the great egg fly is the one that you use to yeah. block the other players. What did but, you yeah. call it? Uh, just Eggfly. Oh. Well, Not like a... great Eggfly. Oh, sorry. But uh, yeah, if you want to find out more about this and kind of how it came to be, uh, we actually still have the episode up of when we talked to Joel Lewis, the uh, creator of this game at uh, Gen Con 2019. So go back and find that. Uh, what's some other games that we really like with F? Gosh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, 2019 seems like it was a lifetime ago. One game out of that list that comes to mind, I mean, a lot of them do for me, but Flapjacks and Sasquatches, a lot of people don't talk about that game. That was one that we became familiar with when we went to the Con of the North. Mm -hmm. And that one is a big one in our realm, I would say more so because the publishing company is from Minnesota Mm -hmm. and it's all about the wilderness and trees and lumberjacks. Mm -hmm. Your lumberjacks cutting down trees. And Babe the Blue Ox, if you've heard of Babe the Blue Ox, and Paul Bunyan and things like that. Those all make their appearances, but not in a traditional fashion. So you're um, rolling dice to chop down trees and earn points, but you have things that get in the way. Like, you might get blisters. You might get blisters on your hands. Um, you might slip. Uh, your axe might become dull. 
Things like that where you can manipulate uh, other players' hands to be able to stop them. You could steal their chops. You could um, steal their dice, things like that all over the place. But um, what's funny about it is, like, I think, um, I can't remember what the, the card that comes in. There's a There's some distractions that come into play, like a guy that comes in with little short shorts and mm-hmm. like a beard, a beard and he's just funny and but i think what's fun about this game is that they have expansions you can play with a ton of people this company has like flapjacks and sasquatches championships where you can play and you play for a flannel yep t-shirt that says like you're the Flapjacks and Sasquatch's champion or whatever. Yeah. And so we went to the last kind of the north that we went to, which was probably... That was 2019, too. No, actually, that was the beginning of 2020 because that was just, just before, before everything got the pandemic crazy. started. Yep. yep. 2020. Kurt played in the championship for Flapjacks and Sasquatches along with his, well, our good friend, Taylor... In the championship, Taylor ended up in the very end, didn't he? Yeah, I think he ended up getting fourth or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. And who would have thought? But um, it was it was so fun to watch them play. And the I think this game is by pro or yeah, it's by Prolific Games. And but it's such a big deal that I think the whole room was full of people. Mm-hmm playing this game and it was just it's just a lot of fun to bop back and forth i think we've had fun playing and introducing this game to your family and i believe they have two two expansions that we have two two. or yeah two or three yeah it's like a some sort of store expansion and something else i think but i don't know it's just it's silly fun like the cards are funny but it's such a basic game to be able to get the most points chopping down trees and manipulating other people and stopping yeah. them from scoring. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's just silly fun. It's one of those that you can play with anybody, easy to learn, easy to play. Um, it has a goofy theme on it and it's fun. You know, the cards are funny and the, the uh, people that run the company, when they have their little tournaments and stuff like that, they're very nice people. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're really into it every single time, which is funny. You can tell they've been doing it for years. And even Not though... Not four years, but F-O-R yes, years. I no, I know. And I know they know, too. Oh. Come on now. Let's okay, see. just... <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you can tell that even though they've been doing it for years, they really get into it. They really like are excited that, you know, people come to do these tournaments and they always answer any questions. And I think the first year we were um, kind of the North, we sat down with one of the guys or both of the guys that created the game and played the game with them Mm -hmm. and one of their kids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I think we end up playing this game every time with Taylor when we go to yep. kind of the north. Yep. And it's funny because he, even more than like me winning, like going to the top and winning this, I would really love to see Taylor in that in, in that, that flannel. flannel. So I think he would pull he would pull that off. Oh gosh, yeah. Too sweet, you know. Yeah. So. 
wear yeah. a hat with a big fish on it. That's right. Or whatever. But anyway, sorry. Uh, and then lastly, I'll just talk about another one of my favorite F games before we get into the one that we we're going to talk about today. Or this episode is a fresco. By we always Queen have games. to call I, it. Yeah, that. we always have to say it like that. I don't know why, but it's just so easy and so much fun. Fresco, say it fresco with me. Uh, but um, <laughs> it's one of those games where you are. So you are painters working to restore a fresco in a Renaissance church. So that's basically a art on a ceiling of a church is called a fresco. So you're mixing paints and you're creating these little part parts of this fresco, basically. And everybody is going to paint certain parts of this. And you collect points depending upon how many paints you use, what kind of color combinations you're going to use and stuff like that. But you're all behind a, a screen. screen, so yeah. no one can tell what you're doing. Yeah, and you have like, there's like money that you have to use to buy paints and to mix them, stuff like that. You can trade paints. And I don't know, it's, it's I, we haven't played this in so long, but it just, every time I think about it, I just want to play it again. But, but also, um, isn't this the one, since we haven't played it for a long time, isn't this also the one where you pick certain times? So there's certain time orders? Yes. Also, so, and that's based on how you can place or pick your paints or where you want to go and take your actions. Mm-hmm. So that makes it more challenging also. Yeah. So it's basically like what time you're waking up. So it's like if you wake up earlier, you get the drop on stuff. But if you wake up later, you not so much. But then I think what you get like certain certain bonuses or something like that to go with it, I think. Yeah. Like maybe like a coin or like a paint or something. I can't Boy, remember. Boy, we haven't played this one for a while. It hasn't. It has been for a while. But it's like one of those games that I always see it online. It's always a decent price. Oh, my and gosh. Sometimes it's really cheap. It is. And every time we play this game, like, it's just, it's great. I just love it. So, yeah, I really, I really want to get back to the table again. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, we have lots of fun little F games. That just sounds weird when I say it. Um, we have a lot of cool games with the letter F that we really enjoy. But the one that we're actually going to talk about today is Fantastic Factories. Yes. By... Well, taken over by Deepwater Games. Mm-hmm. Originally put out by Meta Factory Games with Joseph Z. Chen and Justin Faulkner as the designers, and the artist also is Joseph Z. Chen. I really like this game because it has a it has almost a simplistic, almost like like NES art to it. It's just it's very interesting. Yeah. But um in this game you are just manufacturing fantastic factories is what you're doing. You're using dice, you're manipulating the dice, you're buying cards, you're hiring workers, and you're just trying to uh, facilitate, oh boy, that's a hard word to say, facilitate some combos with different different, uh, factories that you have to make other fantastic factories and stuff like that. So... There's just lots of fun things you can do in this game to and lots of different avenues to get points in it too. Yep. And then the game ends when I believe you build is it nine? No, ten. Ten. Ten factories 
or earn 12 victory points, basically. I can see the boxes, but I was trying to think of what they were called. Victory points. Goods. That's what they're called. Goods. I'm like, yeah. it's not victory points. <laughs> I'm like, it's a box. Yeah, because you're using <laughs> you're using those fantastic factories to build goods for your company, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just... It's weird how, like, how many different factories there are. There's a lot of factories in this base game. We only have the base game right now. We ordered the two expansions, and they're going to be coming soon. And I'm excited to see those. But, like... I forget when we do stuff like that. (laughs) But there's, like, a ton of different, you know, buildings or, you know, certain structures or whatever that you can put out there. Like, most of the time, you can only build one structure per player or whatever but there are some other ones where you can build multiples of like of the, obelisk and yeah stuff like i was that. gonna say of the same t- like of the same title yes correct. right yep yeah so even if you see but but it's okay because what you can do then is in order to hire workers you have to use symbols on these cards for these buildings to get rid of you have to use the symbols on these cards based on the type of building it is. So isn't one of the symbols like a wrench? Yeah. So if you want to hire a worker that is like a wrench type worker, engineer, I think is what it is. Yeah. You'd have to discard an engineer, engineering symbol or that wrench symbol in your hand in order to hire that worker to... Um, be utilized in your factory yeah and i think that w- that's smart because you know like we said with the whole you can't you could can only have you know one of the one type type of building yeah. or whatever you can use that other symbol or whatever to do that hiring those workers or use them to pay for the other buildings that are on the board that you could that you can grab mm-hmm. so all the cards seem to complement each other whether you're using them to Hire the workers or using them to discard them for other actions that you might want to take or placing them to, you know, enhance your factory or those types of things. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of different things that you can do, but then you can also, you know, like Kurt said, use them, place the cards down, manipulate your factory, not manipulate your factories, use them manipulate your dice after you lay the cards down if you have something that works or that's applicable so it's really i mean it's it's a lot of thinking a lot of strategy so even if you didn't like a dice rolling game so to speak because you don't like the unknown of what you're gonna roll you have that manipulation portion of it so just because you don't know you're going to roll a three. You might be able to change that to a four, which is what you need. So it might be an okay game for you to play anyway. Yeah, for sure. You know, because you're still you're still having to think about all those actions. Am I going to be able to get three matching dice of the same same number or a run of a same, like three, four, five, or just a one or whatever do I have enough of this certain type of number to be able to get enough energy or iron 
do they call it iron? Yeah, it's iron or metal. One iron or metal to be able to, because you have to purchase or you have to use the symbols on the cards to be able to actually build them. Like you can't like just lay the card down. They have certain things that you have to do to be able to lay the card down. Mm -hmm. So it might say you need to place or pay two energy and three iron or metal to be able to place this building down. Well, you have like a player mat that you have to be able to lay dice down to be able to acquire those types of resources. Yeah, and you can only have so many resources at one time. I think it's 12. Yeah. Yep. But the player mat, it's nice because you can also use it to acquire more cards for your hand. You can also use it to acquire energy and the metal. But then if you have like duplicates of the same number or even three of one number, then you actually get more to your advantage. Yeah. So either more cards, more energy or more metal. Yep. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. There's a lot going on and it sounds way more complicated than it actually is. But it is a really, really cool game. And now I'm excited that we funded the expansion that I forgot about. <laughs> Man, we supported a lot of we did. stuff during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff up there. So Heck it's yeah. nice. It's nice to be able to get that to the table. Whoop whoop. Yeah. And it's just one of those games that when you first see it, like maybe maybe the the art on it maybe will kind of be like, Okay, well this is this looks very interesting. You know, I don't Maybe I don't know if I'd like this so much or whatever. And then, like, with all the certain buildings, like you said, like, it seems like there's a lot to this game. But once you get going, it's super easy to play, I feel like. It's just it's just trying to get those combinations that sometimes might be hard because you have to think about what you want to combo. And then hopefully the rolls are right, too. So, And they aren't always going to be, but... I think what I like, too, with the art, not only is it that old NES kind of style looking thing, but it's nice and bright. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're stuck in an old, dingy, dark dungeon warehouse or mm-hmm. anything, or factory or anything like that. Yeah. It's, like, yellows and blues and reds and, like, it's just, it just seems a lot brighter mm-hmm. than, I mean, they could have made it just... You know, warehouses could be, like, dark and scary places. <laughs> yeah. Like, very creepy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. They did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if this is something that you feel like checking out, go to Deepwater Games. They always have bundles. Yes. Including Fantastic Factories. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we got this one. Yeah. They always seem to really cater oh, yeah. to the people that are trying to buy their stuff and we we've had nothing but like really good like interactions with them like they've even sent like emails back about you know asking how stuff you know if we're uh if we're satisfied with our product and stuff like that if we have any questions like they're right there right away like i don't i have nothing bad to say ever about them because they're they have mm-hmm. such good, excellent customer service, and it just seems like they care, which is you just want to keep supporting somebody or a group of people that are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did get this in, like, their relief bundle or something like that 
during right at the beginning of the pandemic. And like we got a fantastic price when this was bundled with a bunch of their other great games. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And you really can't can't go wrong. I don't think I've played a deep water game I did not actually love, really. I love right. pretty much every game I've played by them. Yep. So can't yep. go wrong. So yeah, go check it out. If you get the time, I think we pretty much beat this one to death. Next time, uh, we might continue with our alphabet, but we've actually got some other things things in mind, like doing our talking about our small box games. Well, and we will continue with the alphabet, just maybe not next time. Yeah, that's pretty much what I said, didn't I? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Maybe I only kind of listened. <laughs> I think my mind was racing there for a second, and so I was like, yeah. oh, what did he say? <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, we uh, we have a little, uh, a awesome little shelf of little games that I feel like get kind of a backseat to all the big games that are sitting in our bigger shelves. So I, w- I think we want to tackle some of our smaller games and pit them against each other or compare yeah. them against each other or complement them against each other with each other or whatever yeah we've been kicking around some ideas on what we want to do for episodes with them also so we might kind of break up the alphabet and pop a couple of those episodes in here too amongst the D D and this one and whatnot yeah for sure so until then thank you for listening and until next time i'm kurt and i'm tracy and this was the mfg cast This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.